from my dearly beloved. In this Advent season, the season that celebrates the coming of Jesus the Christ, let us say to ourselves, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so we gather today for the word of God and we're going to begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear and our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr, will lead us in singing praise to the Lord our God. Because when praises go up, blessings come down. And now I invite you to open the Word of God in whichever form is comfortable for you and come with us to our scripture lesson for today. It is found in the New Testament Gospel of Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And listen now for the Word of the Lord. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis and Lysanitis of Abilene during the high priesthood of Anna and Cephas. The word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And as it is written in the book, 
of the words of prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough way made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, will you pray with and for me? Oh, Lord, as I come this day before your people, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will, my will be lost in thine. In Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say, Amen. Our sermon topic for today is coming out of the wilderness. Coming out of the wilderness. Oh, child of God. Listen, you may never travel to the wilderness of central Palestine, but all of us, all of us have our wilderness experiences in life. Let, let, me, let me tell you this. If you truly and sincerely want to be used of God and God so chooses to use you in a mighty, mighty way, oh, my friend, you will be initiated in the wilderness. The young preacher in our story, John the Baptizer, answered his call to preach in the wilderness. There he, he lived the life of a wilderness man in communion with God. You see, it appears that it is in the wilderness of life. I think that's what we're in today. It's in the wilderness of life that, that God gets our full attention. Oh, yeah. It, it's in the wilderness that we learn the most important life lessons. It's in, it's in the wilderness of life uh, that we are tested. Tested to see, do we really believe what we say? It's in the wilderness that our hearts are cleansed and our disobedient spirits are broken. It's in the wilderness when God needs to be everything for us and when he is all we have to hang on to, that's in the wilderness. When nothing will work but a miracle, our money can't buy it, medicine can't heal it, our degrees will not stand for it, our houses and our cars can't bring it to pass. They're not bad, but many times they don't do what is needed most. It's in these times that we begin to know that we know that we know that we know that God keeps his promises. Mm. God will make a way out of no way. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. It is in the wilderness that we get our shout. 
Somebody wondering why you shout. <laughs> uh, we get our we get our prayer language. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we get the word of God, and we get holy boldness. It all happens in the wilderness. <laughs> John the baptizer became part of the wilderness community. He, uh, he, he stayed in the wilderness for a while. And then in the wilderness, John learned the scriptures. Don't waste the wilderness experience, beloved. During this wilderness pandemic time, we ought to be learning things. In the wilderness, John learned the scriptures. He, he practiced their mode of prayer. He, he learned the life of holiness and sanctification. And he would have been content to just live out life as a member of the holy community. But he was not there to stay. He was not there to stay. He was there to grow spiritually. Beloved, beloved, God needs real, experienced, spiritual leaders today. Oh, yes, he does. You don't just jump up and, and do what God or you think God wants you to do. You need to just spend some time in the wilderness. I think that many times when young people finish high school and then they go on to college and then they get the undergraduate degree and they don't leave school and then they continue uh, for their other degrees and they don't leave school. <laughs> but then they decide to go straight into church as a pastor. I'm just going to use church today. Into church leadership. Or sometimes this is any other kind of leadership. But you know what? Many times it's just not enough. I can remember, I can remember being so hurt when I was told that I could not become a preacher because I was a woman. Yeah, I was called at 14 and walked down with the boys and they told me I couldn't be a preacher because I was a woman. And I watched my male friends graduate from high school and college and then go on into seminary. Oh yeah, I cried about that a lot because it was always clear to me what I was put here to do. I could not enter a seminary, and so God sent me to the wilderness called Harlem, New York City. Yeah, it was in the 60s, you know, when the, when the poverty level and the powerlessness of the people all led to drugs and violence, and at, at an unspeakable level, I saw poverty hurt and pain. I saw things like I had never seen. I, I saw things I had never heard or thought possible. But I witnessed it. I didn't visit Harlem. I lived in Harlem. Oh, it's a terrible place. There is no excuse for the kind of place I, I found people living in in Harlem in the richest country in the world. God's not going to hear it. Yes, God sent me to the wilderness, and it was, it was in the wilderness 
as a young person, a part of the experimental government project called the Domestic Peace Corps. It was in Harlem, New York City, where I grew up. Oh, and I remain thankful for that experience that I had before I became a church pastor. I need to talk about it more. My children used to say when they get in the car on the way to school, they'd say, Mama, tell us a Harlem story. And today, today as an ordained elder in the church for many years now, I've learned something. I've learned something about the church. I've learned that we have too many people today who feel that in the church, all you need is some good intentions and a willing spirit, and that's all it takes. No training, no education, no preparation, no baptism in the Holy Spirit, no prayer life, no praise, no Bible study, no wisdom, no spiritual maturity, just good intention and a willing spirit. And that might have worked in the 40s and the 50s. But these are the latter days, and we are talking about a battlefield, not a playground. The word has changed. The world has changed, changed for the worse, because all that shines is not gold. You, you can't, you can't not, you, you can't come half-stepping into the leadership of the church today and make it work. You must be prepared for battle. You, you must have some of the experience and that you need that has tested you in life. You have to show your strength. You have to show your holy boldness. You must be able to, to bear much fruit today. You need to be prepared in the wilderness. I'm so thankful for my experiences in Harlem because I learned so much about myself and about leadership. I learned how fragile human life is, how precious every human life is. I saw some of the worst of human suffering Oh, going on right here in America. When those of us who made it over look back, we should test the success of integration by the numbers who didn't make it. Too many people who look just like me didn't make it. I learned about rescue and healing work. I, I learned about loving my neighbor. And I and I get I gained some real courage. Harlem is where I became a skilled young adult. I was born and raised in Texas. In a town, education town. Big college. Wonderful people. Love everywhere. But there are more lessons to be learned. Even in the wilderness. And then later, God sent me to Compton, California. During the worst of times in the 80s and, and, and the 90s. 
In both places, they challenged me, they grew me, and they changed me. Every wilderness experience ought to change us for the better. Oh, praise the Lord, because there is value in the wilderness. What you learning today, beloved? What you learning during this pandemic? And so, beloved, John the Baptist, who in our scripture this morning answered the call to preach in the wilderness so that through a life of minimalism and hardship, he might be prepared for his calling. His calling was to go and preach a word of repentance. A word of repentance to the people all around the area. He had to be a strong people because people don't like to talk about sin today. Yes, John the Baptist, he was called by God in the wilderness. And one day, I said, one day after several years in the wilderness, Pastor John the Baptist heard a voice. He heard a voice. He heard the voice of God. He heard a voice telling him to come out of the wilderness. <laughs> I, I have a I have a job for you now, John. You got to come out of the wilderness. And verse 3 says, And John was obedient, and he went into all the region, all the region about the Jordan, all the region. Every church ought to be now a regional church. That's what my mentor told me years ago, and now church is the world church. Hallelujah. Beloved child of God, listen to this. The Lord does not have you in the wilderness forever. The Lord doesn't have you in the wilderness forever. The, the Lord only wants you there long enough to learn what he wants you to know. <laughs> now, now, some of us get stuck in the wilderness. Oh, yeah. Some of us have been in the wilderness so long, we learn to like the wilderness because it's familiar. You see, in the, in the wilderness, nothing changes. And you know what to expect, and that's why some people like it. Ah, but in order to do what God wants you to do, the time must come into the wilderness and then come out of the wilderness changed. I said changed. I like change. I like challenge. Because the wilderness has a purpose and a time limit. Listen, listen. Uh, today we see, we see many. We see, we see, we see many what used to be called uh, mainline churches. Now they're sideline churches. They were called mainline churches in this country. They were mainline because they were mostly white. And, 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 and this is why membership numbers are plummeting and churches are closing those who were in the mainline. The main reason for this is the fact that churches don't want to change. They, they, would, they would rather wander in the wilderness. They would rather stay in the wilderness than make the significant changes that go along 
with every age. Lord, have mercy. And then because we know the change needs to come in many denominations today, some of the leaders and the people need to get up. Get up. Come out. Come out. Come out of the wilderness and start the new work of the church. It's some new work of the church. Some people are, are using the wilderness of this coronavirus as a very thing that's preparing them to come out of the wilderness differently. When this is over, we need to be better. Because in this wilderness experience, People are taking the word of God and the work of the church of Jesus Christ seriously. God is getting people's attention today in the wilderness. People are joining the church over the internet. My Lord, my Lord, in this wilderness, we have more people watching our podcast services than we had coming to the church building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yes, doing church in all of these new ways is so much harder. It's harder than the old way. But you can't be a leader and be scared of harder. Oh, it's harder, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Tell me God is not able to grow his church even if we don't change. And my hope today is that when people have been in and out of the wilderness, that they will have the word of God in their hearts. They will know how to praise God because they have, and they have been listening to the word of God preached every Sunday. I've heard the gather preach around the big screen with the children and the whole family, and they watch a podcast like this one. They are developing in their in, in their lockdown, developing loving, obedient spirits. They know how to sing the songs of old and the songs of today with their whole hearts. People are spending their time watching. They're giving their money, offerings, and their services over and through the Internet. You can't stop God from manifesting his purpose. That's why, that's why whatever God is going to do, whatever God is doing in this season, I don't want him to do it without me. Not without me. I don't care how old I am. I'm going to follow God no matter what. The question is, what about you? Are you changing for the better? Well, I believe that after the wilderness experience, people will rise up and, and prepare themselves to walk out of the wilderness changed. Born again. Saved. Sanctified. Filled with the Holy Spirit. This wilderness experience should not have us come out of it the same way we went in it. Soon, soon, God is changing people because soon the changed people will come out of the wilderness and go and go to work building up the kingdom of God. Oh, Lord. 
building of the king of God here on the earth. It's time. It's time. It's time to hit the streets. Hit the streets using YouTube and Facebook and whatever else we can find that people are watching. It's time to fight for justice because black lives matter. It is time to feed the hungry by any means necessary in the richest country in the world. It's time to conquer poverty in America. It's time to get people off the streets and add thousands of people to every church in America. Oh, we wouldn't be in the trouble we're in if people had been churched the last 50 years. Because I once was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Oh, his seed begging bread. We are in a wilderness preparation for a new day. The party is over. The party is over. It's time to work. I said work. Somebody say amen. Say amen. And so, beloved child of God, John went to the people that needed to get and he needed to go get prepared before he went. Jesus was coming. Jesus was coming. And before he was coming, they needed to change. You, you just can't be any kind of way when Jesus is coming to visit you. They needed to confess their sin, get baptized, and change. Beloved, after the coronavirus wilderness experience, I believe, I believe that we will have people in the church leadership who have survived the wilderness of a lifetime. Oh, I get excited. Because you see, when you, when you come out the wilderness, you have a, a more compassionate heart. <laughs> All this death we've seen, pain and hurting, we ought to have, it ought to be making a heart more compassionate. You have a, you have a more caring spirit. You have a deeper longing for God. You're born again. Changed. Glory to God. This time is going to change us. And so John came out. Verse 1, it was the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, and it goes on and on. And verse 4b6 begins uh, the prolonged, prolonged proclamation, the word of John's message from God. John preached, prepare the way of the Lord. Make the path straight. Every valley, good God, shall be filled and every mountain brought low. The crooked shall be made straight and the rough way smooth and all flesh, all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Can you say, wow, wow, that is the good news? I believe, I believe, child of God, the message of Pastor John. I believe that all of this shall see, all people, all flesh, shall see the salvation of God. Especially in those communities blighted by human misery, ravished by poverty, oppressed by an explosive greater society. 
Oh, one day, one day the captives shall be set free and they shall know God's saving power. Oh, oh my beloved, don't you know many people during this Advent season prepared for Christmas Day that, 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 that rejoices and celebrates the birth of our Lord and Savior into the world. In this wilderness experience, there are people with problems today. There are problems they're having today, and they like mountains. The problems some are feeling today is just, just too high to overcome. It's just too much. And some people, you may feel as helpless as you would in a barren wasteland with no help or resources. You may have troubles as deep as a valley. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, but I know you're going through something. I just know because I feel you. I feel you in my spirit. And I pray your healing in Jesus' name. And I want you to hear me today. Hear me today. God is going to bring you out of the wilderness. Hear what I'm saying? Just, just have patience, have a little strength. Believe it and receive it. Call his name. Jesus, Jesus, no matter how large your problems. God is going to bring you out because you are ready. You're ready for the next level. No matter how you are, God is going to bring you out out of the wilderness, and he's going to take you to higher ground, higher ground. Oh, listen, listen. God loves you and me. He loves us. That's why he's given us his only begotten son. Oh, the pandemic should, should bring about a godly change in all of us. Because we are being invited to come out of the wilderness and be changed. We are preparing the way for the birth of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ by our change. If you loved him before, love him more. If you knew the Bible before, know it more. The songwriter says, a change, a change has come over me. God changed my life. He made my life complete and now I'm, I'm free. He washed away my sins and he, he made me whole. He washed me bright. He changed my life complete and now I, I sit at his feet. To do what must be done. I'm going to work and work until he comes. Oh, wonderful change. Wonderful change. Wonderful change. Oh, child of God, I pray that this word blessed you. I I now open the doors of the church and I invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what God wants. 
It's a time to be obedient to our God and our Creator today. Put your name on the church roll. Give your tithes and your offerings and share your gifts and talents to God's church. Go to our website. Go to our website. Listen to Mother now. Go to our website. And there you will find a form to join the church. Fill it out. And we will contact you. On that website, you will also find a way to give. So, go to P-A-C-F-I-R-S-T-C-H-U-R-C-H at gmail.com. And also, let me just throw this in. Let me just throw this in, beloved. I do hope as we do new things a new way. I hope that, that you will say amen to this service by hitting that thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. You know, God's in the numbers business. And remember that. Spread the word of God. Spread the word of God by sharing this podcast. And now may the grace of God and the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit Fill you as we prepare the way for the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Let's all say, Amen. Oh, wow.